Police Blotter, July 6, 1992, Swans Crossing, Connecticut, good old U.S. of A. 2.36 a.m. Officers responded to reports of a suspicious person looking through keyholes into mansions on the 2300 block of Walker Avenue. Suspect appeared to be teenage girl dressed in what witnesses described as a carnival barker's vest. Suspect evaded police by climbing over a rose-covered trellis and was not apprehended. 5.50 a.m. A distraught homeowner called emergency services to report that his daughter's show-jumping horse was missing from his estate's stable. The homeowner believed the expensive horse had been stolen while he and his family were on vacation in sunny Aruba. Before police could be dispatched to the scene, homeowner located the missing equine in his daughter's bedroom where, for some reason, she was jumping the animal over her four-poster bed. No further investigation was deemed necessary. 6.23 a.m. Officers received an anonymous tip pertaining to the ongoing investigation of the fireworks disaster at the waterfront on Independence Day. The tipster claimed they had evidence that Grant Booth intentionally caused the disaster as a, quote, dirty trick to interfere with my campaign, end quote. The tipster then went on to say, quote, no, this isn't Mayor Rutledge, how dare you suggest it is, end quote. The tipster then exhorted the hotline operator to vote Mayor Rutledge for mayor before hanging up. 8.45 a.m. Officers responded to a call from the Swans Crossing post office where workers identified a suspicious package which potentially contained dangerous chemicals. The package was addressed to a Professor Van and was an international shipment from Rodavia. After a thorough investigation, law enforcement cleared the package for delivery because nobody knows who Professor Van is anyway, so who cares if he gets blown up by weird foreign chemicals. 9.15 a.m. Officer Moore issued a citation to the driver of a red Mercedes who'd been, quote, using his pedal to drive 80 miles per hour in a residential zone. The driver was also cited for failing to yield the right-of-way to Swans at the Swans Crossing sign. Officer Moore recorded the driver's comment on these citations as, Oh, crumbs. 11.26 a.m. A minor girl of the Swan family was found rummaging through the garbage cans outside the Rutledge residence on Rockefeller Boulevard, apparently gathering discarded clothing from the cans. The minor's only comment to law enforcement was, quote, Sydney has more clothes than she can ever wear anyway. She's such a cow. Gall. Unquote. Officers allowed the minor to continue her activity undisturbed because Sydney does have way too many outfits. 12.18 p.m. Officers were called to dispel an altercation at Swan's Soda Shop between minor boys of the Adams and Booth families. A brief investigation revealed that the boys had thrown dinner rolls at each other and had exchanged fisticuffs. Their brawling caused some damage within the restaurant, notably to the wall of televisions and the big weird gear sculpture, which the owner and sole employee of Swan's Soda Shop estimated at over $200. The boys have been trespassed from the premises, but only for the afternoon. What's p.m. Several callers to emergency services reported the appearance of a mysterious VHS tape in their mailboxes or on the front porches of their homes. All the tapes have a similar sparkly pink cover and are addressed to minor children who live within said homes. 
All addressees thus far identified are between the ages of 13 and 17. Parents across the community are suspicious of a potential trafficking ploy. One of the tapes was taken as evidence and reviewed at the police station. Thus far, no motive or origination has been identified, but the investigation has established that Tutu loves Mila. Additional information on the pink VHS tapes will be released to the public as it becomes available. Two thirty-six p.m. A tree at the municipal park sustained damage to its bark and some of its limbs when it was violently kicked by a miner who'd been practicing martial arts. Officer Moore issued the miner a warning and urged him to quote knock that shit off unquote. Three thirty-eight p.m. A group of distressed women reported to emergency services that they had been surrounded and terrorized by a pair of young men on matching minibikes. The women were unable to identify the suspects because of their helmets. They reported that the unknown riders rode their bikes in circles rapidly around the women as they sat at a picnic table in the town square. By the time police arrived on the scene, the mysterious minibikers had fled. 4.17 p.m. James Hahn, head librarian at Swan's Crossing Public Library, reported that a priceless volume had disappeared from the collection. If any citizens notice the Aka Journal of English Language and Literary Studies Drama Edition, published by the Namdi Azakiwe University of Aka, Nigeria, in the position of any person in Swan's Crossing, please contact the police station at once for follow-up on this most serious crime. 5.20 p.m. Mayor Rutledge announced a new tip line for gathering information on the still-unsolved rocket explosion that occurred last week on the bluffs above the beach. If you know who might have caused this potentially deadly conflagration, please call 203-555-7926. p.m. First responders were called to Swan's Soda Shop to tend a minor female who suffered an injury while performing the Swan's Crossing line dance with her peers. The injury was deemed to be a sprained ankle and was treated on site. No further medical attention was necessary. 7.16 p.m. Medics responded to the Tool and Die Mechanics Shop on the north side of town when the proprietor called 911 to report that he was having chest pains. He was transported to the hospital and, after examination, released when doctors determined that he was not in a state of cardiac crisis, but rather had over-tinkered and tonkered on his hog. 7.56 p.m. A miner of the Fowler family called 911 to report that someone had stolen the sound out of his Casio keyboard. Uncertain whether the call was in earnest or a prank, the miner was told to hang up and stop screwing around. 8.27 p.m. Numerous noise complaints were received by police regarding a home on the 1400 block of Booth Way. Callers complained of a repetitive, monotonous song the sound of which they could not escape. Police responded to the house in question and found a party in progress. Partygoers did not acknowledge the police presence and continued to chant, Never give up, never give up, until Officer Moore found the CD player and pulled the plug out of the wall. 9.18 p.m. A suspicious person was reported prowling around the perimeter of the Adams House on Swans Avenue. Investigation revealed that it was only a minor son of the Atwater family climbing up a drain pipe into his friend's bedroom window. When asked why he didn't just use the front door, the subject replied forcefully, Girls, girls, girls. 
Officers did not know what to make of this response, but a minor of the Adams family appeared at the window and assured the officers that there was no crime in progress. 10.15 p.m. A mental health specialist was dispatched to the home of a prominent citizen on Rockefeller Avenue after a minor child at that residence called 911 and exhibited incoherent speech. The caller repeated, quote, What if she's prettier than me? What if she's more popular than me? What if she's smarter than me? Unquote so many times that the 911 operator became concerned for her well-being. When responders arrived, they found the minor in good spirits, though a strange music was playing in the background, possibly indicating that said minor was scheming against her enemies. 11.21 p.m. Officers responded to a distress call placed from the swan-shaped payphone outside Swan's soda shop. The caller reported a dead battery on her scooter and pleaded with dispatchers to send someone to escort her home because it was dark. Officers transported the minor child back to the waterfront docks, where she insisted she lived. 11.56 p.m. Attendees of a dinner party at a residence on Rockefeller Avenue reported a prowler in the bushes outside the home. The prowler was not seen by responding officers, but witnesses reported that the suspect was overheard muttering, Ooh, I love myself amid the azaleas. Hey party people, I hope you enjoyed this little look into the lives of the residents of Swan's Crossing and sorry about all the plane noise in the background, I live about a quarter mile from an airport. It's not a big airport because we live on a tiny island and only little itty bitty planes come here, but it is still an airport. Anyway, this little uh, mid-season bonus episode was inspired by the police blotter in said tiny town where Nathan and I live. Small town police blotters are usually pretty ridiculous and fun to read in case you didn't know that already. We will be back with our regular episodes and a whole new season on July 10th. Until then, may all your crimes be petty and easily resolved. Yeah,